Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 89 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. Hi, Jacob. How's it going today? Yeah, you know, not too bad. How did you sleep last night with that crazy wind? I actually fell right asleep. Of course you I did. I just snuggled up my blankets. My cat, like, walked over by my head. The and sociopath was... that you are. Nothing bothers you. The whole, all of the cities up with the wind and Jacob's, like... Yeah. I was just snoozing away, man. I was relaxed. That's why I love you. I'm like, ah, this is this is beautiful. So as we record today, it's the day after Halloween. How was your Halloween? Do you get any kids? Uh, no. No, well, I guess I would have if it wasn't like pouring rain and like 70 mile an hour. It was, it was a pretty lame turnout. The kids that came to my house got like five pieces of candy each nice. because I was like, I got to get rid of this. I swear somebody was summoning a demon somewhere in Buffalo because <laughs> there was some wind of howling around here. The witches, the witches were out. I did love, um, there's very little kids can do wrong on Halloween. Like I'm very... You don't have to dress up. You sure. don't. I like a good happy Halloween and a thank you, which I always get. But I had this one group and they came towards the end. So they knew, like, we're towards the end of the candy here. So I gave them, like, lots of candy. And then they literally, I guess they just thought I was super dumb. They would, like, switch positions. Hmm? And then they tried to act like they were new people. And I was like, but I'm looking at you with my eyes. Like, you're the same person. They're like, no, I'm not. And then they were like, oh, ma'am, you just have such pretty hair. Like, your husband's so lucky. And I was like, oh, boy. But it worked, and I gave them oh, more. Oh, I'm sure it did. I gave them more candy. They're like, you guys, you know how this game <laughs> yeah. works. <laughs> You're doing it well. So, any plans for this weekend, Andrea? You know, I figure that with the the way things are going, I might be watching a certain team, you know, play some gridiron football. I think that might be a good time. Right. Are you a diehard diehard Bills fan? Unfortunately. <laughs> it's pretty it's been pretty rough the last oh 20, 30 years or so, but unfortunately I am. Um You, you don't strike me yourself as a huge football fan. Not since I was like 11. Oh, when they were good figures. I mean, I think I just kind of had to be when I was a kid because yeah, that's, that's just what was happening in the household. So, and I got to wear like sweatpants that day because they were Bill's sweats. So no, you got to wear Zubas. Let's they were not the, Zubas. I don't. I'm not you. a monster. I you, wore Bill's sweatpants. You absolutely strike me as a Zubas person. Excuse me. You, you say like that's it's a bad an insult. Thing. You think that's an insult? Those fashionable little um, tiger stripe leggings. I do leggings. not like Zubas. Is it because they're too comfortable? You gross. <laughs> you gross. Okay, I'm, so the Bills have been doing well. Yeah, they're uh, currently 5-2, is... and two, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, k- crushing it pretty much. Looking pretty good for the playoffs, which is a rarity these days. That's it's so good. I know. So happy. I can tell. You're <laughs> so into it at the I'm moment. I'm so happy. Well, Jacob, what a great lead-in to so, today's episode. It's totally organic. I can't even wow, believe it. Wow, good for you. Um, but yeah, it is, it's, it's football season. People love football. I think I read something that Green Bay Packers fans to get season tickets, if you're on the waiting list, it's like 980 some years yeah, it's before pretty, you can get season tickets. It's pretty rough for the Packers. It's, um, they're <laughs> one of those teams that like, yeah, everybody wants to go. And you can't get in unless you want no, to No, it was like because no one just no one gives them up. But why would you? You just keep handing them down in your family, I guess. Yeah, so what else is there to do in Wisconsin? I've been there. Eat the cheese. The answer is nothing. Eat cheese. You know what I found out about that? What? The cheese in New York just as good as the cheese from Wisconsin. Wow. Found that out from a Wisconsin cheese farmer. He's like, oh, you're fine. You're from New York. It's the same. <laughs> He's like, we just have a bigger marketing budget. Wow, we've been lied to. Yeah, I'm like, well, thank you for your honesty. 
uh, Wisconsin guy. Now I don't have to travel there just for the cheese. I thought I was missing out. Nope, you weren't. And never travel to Wisconsin. It is a terrible state. Wow, you're just my judgiest <laughs> friend. That's why I like you. Um, so, yeah, so why don't we talk about some football shows, some football movies, and let me just start by saying, as you know, I don't. I don't really like football, and well, I don't really watch football movies. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, how many are you going to be able to come up with for our little I mean, here? I have some to talk about, although I realized, I was like, oh, I saw that one, I saw that one, but then I realized, like, well, I didn't like it. <laughs> so this this should be interesting. Uh, you don't, I don't see you the kind of person that's sweating it out on a fourth and one at the end of the movie. I mean, here's the thing. I don't I don't hate watching football. Like, I, I like sports in general. I mean, I like them more in person. Oh, I think everybody like does. Like baseball on TV is the worst thing that's ever happened. But when I go to a baseball game, I like it. But football is kind of the opposite. Football is more interesting on TV. I've been to a game and I'm like, first of all, I'm so far away. I can't see anything because the field's so big and sure. they're in one tiny spot. And they move that ball like barely anywhere. On TV, it looks like they go far. Yeah, when you're not. watching it, I'm like, did he move? I mean, when you do like the things in your head, you're like, okay, all right, that sounds like a really long time. And then it's, you're like, it's three feet. It's yes. nothing. It's like you fall down, you fall a yard. It's like exactly. So not my favorite. Um, you know, I've gotten into some sports movies. It's the end, and we're, we want the scrappy underdogs to win. Of course, of course. Mostly just a lot of the movies I just haven't seen. But okay. we'll get into that. But I do want to start because. I don't need to watch any football movies because I've already seen the greatest football drama of all time. Oh, boy. Which we have talked about before, and it it really, it holds my heart, this show. The garbage-picking, field-goal-kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. I don't know what does that mean. It's a Tony Danza movie where he's a garbage man who becomes a place-kicker for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know how I missed that one. I don't know either. Why am I not surprised that you would know? Watched it a couple of times, actually. Uh, Not great. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) That's that's strange. Turns out Tony Danza, not a great leading (laughs) man in movies. (laughs) Who would have thought? Oh, my God. But what I'm talking about is the TV show Friday Night Lights. You know, I never watched it. Jacob, how? I don't know. It's it's one of the greatest dramas of all time. So I've been told, and a top football one at that, and I just never saw it. The football part, I don't even mind it. You get really into it. I mean, I feel really bad because you know that the way that Texas is with their high school football. Sure. Way too much pressure. Way too much. On someone that young. That's crazy. It's like it's unnecessary, guys. It's high school football. But they're like, well, there's not anything really going on in these little towns. So those are like the big events. And that's what people want to go see. So the show is about that. It's about um, Coach Eric Taylor, who's played by Kyle Chandler, who what a babe. So people He's like say, a kind like the original babe. dad bob guy. Yeah. Or dad bod guy. Like. Yeah, definitely, in a good way. So he was ousted as Dylan High's football coach, and then he has to build a team from the ground up at East Dillon that's kind of like throughout all the series. And then his wife, Tammy, um, what is that actress's name? Oh, I don't know. I never saw the show. Look it up while I'm talking because she's great. All right. We'll and be. then she is also, she's challenged his role as principal at West Dillon, um, so it's just kind of them. They have like less than desirable situations going on at the schools, but they are they go home at night to discuss things, and they're the best couple ever. Their total relationship goals, um, and then their daughter Julie's in it, and then maybe who she's crushing on on the football team. What a show! Let's see, what am I looking? Oh, Connie Britton. Connie Britton. Okay. Yeah, her and Kyle Chandler. They're they're like. <sighs> 
I don't know. It's hard for I might even say that they are a better couple than Jim and Pam. I don't believe you. And you know what that takes for me to say that. I do know it. That's a pretty big. It's uh, just like more grown up Jim and Pam. Well, grown up Jim and Pam is a lot of arguing Jim and Pam, as I'm quickly finding out. Forget that. You can't think of that. But the show, it's so good. If you like football, this show is great. If you don't like football, this show is great. It's just a Mm -hmm. fantastic drama. Like I said, it's about football and it's totally not about it at all. The central sport here, it's kind of like the sport is the vehicle that allows the show to explore different ideas like community, competition and diversity and adversity. Um, And, you know, if I'm going to lay it on really thick here, it's just about the triumph of the human spirit. Oh, I like how you put that. Very schmaltzy. Makes me want to check it out. I don't. It's hard for me to even explain why it's so good, but it is so good. And it's like soap opera-y in a way. But you get really into these high schoolers' lives and relationships. You've got like the stupid hot guy who's like mean, but he really has the heart of gold. It's it's the story of my life. (laughs) Oh, God. I hate you. (laughs) But watch Friday Night Lights. Please just do it. Why aren't you watching it? I got so much TV to watch. Don't pressure me. All right, Do it. fine. I'll watch it. Okay, watch the it's first Michael episode. B, it's got Michael B. Jordan in it. I can, I can give it a shot for And that. he says that clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. It's the greatest slogan and expression of all time. The coach always says it before they go out on the field. He goes, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. Mm, okay, like that's that. a pretty good going on to the field statement. I can see that one. It's really good. It's got T-shirt written all over. It really does. I'm sure there are T-shirts out there, and I'll probably be buying one. All right, why don't you go do a couple since... Pretty much, I've got one more good thing. The rest garbage. <laughs> oh, so much research going into this. So, okay, so I guess I have to start with the uh, the football movie that I feel like is the one that has the most reputation nowadays. That's 1999's uh, Any Given Sunday, the Oliver Stone classic. Does that have Adam Sandler in it? No, no, no. That's <laughs> the longest yard. That's oh. that another to a boy. I will not get into that movie. Okay. Boy, that's a rough one. We can save it for a future football episode. We'll save, yeah, we'll save it for the Adam Sandler sode. Okay. That's how it's officially been coined. No, Any Given Sunday um, is an um, Oliver Stone movie that stars everybody. Wow, yep. an Oliver Stone one. Yeah. That's it's, probably pretty good then. Well, you can imagine how controversial <laughs> it gets. He gets into some stuff in there. So it stars Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, Lawrence Taylor, Cameron Diaz, Dennis Quaid, LL Cool J, um, Charlton Heston, James Woods, and I'm not even getting in everybody. Wow, really? There's just yeah, everybody pops up for about five seconds, or they're a main star in this okay. movie. Okay. And I didn't even get to all the major stars that are in this one. It's one of those cavalcade of I know that person. So basically, the movie is about they couldn't get the license for the NFL because of the content of the movie. So they're in this league called the AFFA, and Pacino's the um, quarterback of the Miami Sharks, who are having a so-so season. Next How you know, old is Pacino in this? Mm, it's got to be like late 50s, early Wait, 60s. Wait, you said he was the quarterback. No, he's the coach. Oh, he's the coach. Yeah, did okay. I say quarterback? Yes, that's why I was like, huh? Oh, that'd be awful. <laughs> that sounds like he'd be really bad at that. Yeah, well, yeah. He probably would be. He's too short. That's the first one. I'm problem. throwing the ball here. <laughs> Actually, you saying that, I I want that show now. <laughs> He's just hoo-hawing it all the way as he's hucking it over the field. Oh, you know what? Make the Pacino. We're just going to Irishman him. We're just going to de-age him, throw him behind oh, the Oh, man. Okay. Okay, so the slightly younger Dennis Quaid is actually the quarterback. Okay. And gets wrecked, breaks his back in the first scene of the movie as the quarterback. Nice. So through happenstance, they have to put in their brash, not doing anything third stringer Jamie Foxx, who ends up taking over the team and goes on a streak, you know, ends up playing awesome. But he also kind of turns from a nice little, you know, bookish 
third string quarterback to being like a star jerk player. Yeah, it got to his head. Yeah. All within the course of four weeks. It's pretty <gasps> wow. impressive because this all happens over the course of the final four games of the season. So it's pretty impressive how everybody's personalities change. But what this movie really a lot of people have problems with is their depiction of like players' lives. Because every negative stereotype that you've ever heard about football players, whether is you want yeah, steroids, cheating, do, drug use, uh, being complete jerks to anybody that's not on their team, okay, uh, public resources being wasted on professional sports teams. Well, but maybe he's getting he's getting this from, you know, some reality. Well, that's the thing. It's like depending on who you talk to, some players will tell you that like they love this movie because they like how it accurately depicts mm-hmm. like what football. Not so much now, but what it was back you know, 20 years ago. And other ones will tell you, like, this, there's no way that any of this was ever true. Uh, this is, makes a, a mockery of our game. And I got to tell you, whenever I hear guys talking like that, I'm like, oh, I hit a little too close to home on this yeah, guy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> my man was recognizing some stuff going on. Yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, just it, this is one of Oliver Stone's underrated movies because it's very watchable. Okay. I'm not going to say it's good in terms of, like, Oscar quality, but it's not a movie you're ever going to be bored at. There's a million things going on. And with all the quick cuts, very well made. Uh, he's able to get a heck of a soundtrack for it. All right. Um, it's just. I would consider this. You should. This one sounds actually not too bad. Let's see what's next on your list, though. Okay, so I'm going to go with a completely different tact here. I am going to go with 1994's Little Giants. Have you ever seen this one? No. Is it about little kids playing? Uh... It is, as a matter of fact. So this one stars uh, Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis. So you know it's going to be. Wow, I don't want to watch this movie at all. Is it the the Ed O'Neill or the Rick Moranis part? More the Rick Moranis, but all of that sounds terrible. Oh, well, wait till we get to the plot of the movie. Oh, boy. So Ed O'Neill plays a uh, Hall of Fame football player. Okay. So (laughs) that's where we're starting for this right from the start. Um, But he lives in a small town where he is starting up a peewee football team. Uh, He runs tryouts and everything uh, and picks his players, but him and his brother have a disagreement. He thinks that only the good players should be on the team because he wants to win. His brother's like their kids. Any kid should be able to play if they show up for the team, even if they don't get a lot of playing time. So he forms his own little team called the Little Giants. This is Rick Moranis does this? That's his brother? Yes. Okay. Um, And he does this with all the misfit players and who is the best player, which is his daughter, who is a girl, obviously. Wow. Who isn't allowed on the team because she is a girl. Question, are they the little giants because he shrunk them with a machine? Oh. Or is this not? Better movie. <laughs> Better movie. No, they're just that because they're little. And they're, right. And they play okay. the giants. Just checking. Um, but it's one of those, like, think about, if you want to describe this movie, I'd put it as Mighty Ducks in football. Because it's just the usual amount of kids who are terrible at football that you would expect who somehow... All but they, they, they have a lot of heart, and they're learning how to be team players yeah. in the end and yeah. how to stand up for themselves. Is exactly. If, right. if me and you hung around this room for the next 80 minutes, we could write this movie. Okay. Probably have a better version of it. Uh, I'll tell you how, in 94, Devin Sawa, of all people, is like the heartthrob quarterback of this movie. I can't think of who that is. Who just knows who Devin Sawa is? Fans of Final Destination in the early 90s. Um, excuse me, I love Final Destination. Then you should know him because he's the star of that movie. Of the first one? Mm -hmm. You know it. Poor guy. Getting chased by death. And, of course, his own career when he has to go back to the Oh, wow. He's so old now. 
Isn't he though? See. Wow, that's always really weird to look at. I like that guy, but I did not find that guy. I never found him like a babe. Well, now it's 25 years later, so he's definitely definitely lost the babehood. Okay, continue. Um, but it's just like a heartwarming little family movie. You know, it you know exactly what you're getting with this movie. It's not going to be not going to be too okay. much pressure. Good guys are probably going to win in the end. The brothers are probably going to reconcile at the end of it. But for you know, for spoilers. Yeah, for 82 <laughs> minutes, you can sit there and relax, watch a good little okay. football flick. Good little football flick. Isn't that what we're all looking for? Play everybody's game of people our age. Like, hey, I recognize that kid. I recognize that kid. Whatever happened to that guy? And then Google him and be like, oh, no. Okay. It all turned out horribly. All right. Here's another one that I've seen that I actually like, Jacob. Can you believe it? I don't. Not at all. It is. Well, it's a documentary, so maybe that half counts. It is called Undefeated. Oh, okay. Do I don't think it? I've watched that oh, one, wow. actually. Oh, wow. Undefeated is the real is the real life version of Friday Night Lights. Okay. Albeit probably twice as poignant. So the film chronicles the 2009 high school football season of the Manassas Tigers. Okay. Which is just like a ragtag bunch of inner city black kids from a really destitute section of Memphis, um, which used to be the crime capital of America. So there's yeah, just then everybody died and there's just tidbit. nobody to commit crimes anymore. Oh, my God. So since its founding in 1899, the Manassas football team has never won a playoff game. And um, in recent years, they even have resorted to participating in pay games, which is where their squad was bused to richer schools several hours away just to get their butts kicked in exchange for a few thousand dollars that's actually a very important part of football we can discuss it that's the thing even in college football that's the worst thing i've ever heard but i mean then then that money would be funneled back into the underfinanced manassas football program which is why they did it but that's awful to me so in the documentary in in steps bill courtney who joined the school as a coach in 2004 and he immediately changed the culture um he started this booster club to help the football team, which ended the, you know, absolutely terrible to me pay games. He convinced this group of really talented eighth grade players to stay in town so that they could play ball at Manassas. And he mentored trouble kids on and off the field. Um, and you know, I don't want to give too much away of, of what happens. I'm going to play a little, a quick clip, oh. which really you get completely what he's dealing it with and what they're working against. Let's, let's do it. Let's see here. Starting right guard shot, no longer in school. Starting wheel linebacker shot, no longer in school. Two players fighting right in front of the coach. Starting center arrested. Most coaches, that would be pretty much a career's worth of crap to deal with. I think that sums up the last two weeks for me. Yeesh, that is not, that's not great right there. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really, really rough. But the film, it's surprisingly moving. It's very emotional, even for those who, like me, know little about football by the end. You know, you're kind of blinking away tears. Also, this won the 2012 Oscar um, for Best Documentary. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, it's it's really it's really great. It's definitely worth checking out, especially if you liked documentaries like Hoop Dreams and along those lines. I mean, it's a understated part. Like people don't talk about it enough, but there's a lot of like impoverished and poor people that look at sports as like a way out. So some people take this yeah, they super have there seriously. like is no other way out. Yeah, it's like I can either be a basketball or football player or. But it's nothing. also really difficult to just be like, oh, be this thing when they're coming from really terrible home 
lives or you know they don't have the resources it's not you know you can't just show up and be the greatest yeah it, it's a mental thing too so this coach uh really helped them really made a difference yeah it's a proverbial like people don't realize the kind of work and support system you need to be successful not only in sports but in life too like if you don't have even that very basic level like mm -hmm. things are not going to work out in the long term i know we need to get into more films but so that pay game that's big all over you just ship teams that aren't as good to rich kids to beat them yeah pretty much ub actually uh does oh, like the college no. equivalent of that for the last couple of years where they would like go to like your alabamas or your lsus you would like go to their home stadium and they would just pound the crap out of you you'd lose like 70 to 10 and they they would give your school like 500 grand a million dollars just to, and they would pay all your expenses so they would pay for everything bring you down why destroy are they doing you. this because the way college football is set up where like depending on how you win the amount of games you win like that all matters towards a national championship oh it so, sounds like cheating so yeah it's, <laughs> so you get to kind of set your schedule so if you can just beat up on a bunch of cruddy teams and make yourself look really good you only really in college football you only really play good teams okay. maybe like three or four times if okay. you're in a not okay conference so like yeah this pay to play pay to win kind of deal it's a major part of professional or college sports this doesn't make me love football any more than i do no it is it's pretty not gross. helping especially when they don't pay the players so it's like we're gonna get the school money and then you're and just yeah. gonna go get we're gonna up. put an aquarium in the field now in the stadium for three million dollars yeah but you don't get anything don't I, ask us for a sandwich i realize you are five foot eight and 120 pounds and that you're going to play a guy who is six foot four and 260 of solid muscle yeah that's but really awful you go ahead and do that and we because we get paid so all right we'll talk yourself. about a football movie that that doesn't talk about this and makes me think it's all happy times. Okay. Well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> You're like, that's impossible. No, 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 no. I'm going to go with another controversial one. 1993's The Program, another football movie that people love that are football players. I've never even heard of that. Uh, you're not a football fan. I'm not surprised at all. This I movie, mean, I've heard of a lot of football movies. Is this one very, it's very popular? Very popular. Okay. It's from 1993. Um, it stars James Caan, Halle Berry, Omar Epps, and a whole bunch of other semi-famous people that you recognize if you watch it. Okay. So the st it's a story of the season. It's a story about the fictional ESU Timberwolves, who are a college football team who have high expectations. And it basically goes over their season where, you know, things don't exactly go to plan. They have a quarterback who's up for the Heisman Trophy, who also just happens to be an alcoholic who has daddy issues and stuff. So he has a lot of personal stuff, including a romance storyline going on. Awesome. We, we have a... Uh, we have storylines about how easy it is to get over drug testing. We have a linebacker who's like addicted to steroids and who, you know, it changes his whole mood, body. He starts becoming more violent, so they kind of covered that one. Yikes. Um, it's just there's so much stuff going on in this movie. There's a love storyline where the new hot freshman um, falls in love with Halle Berry, and who wouldn't for a 1994 I, Halle Berry? I would literally fall in love with Halle Berry in yeah. 1994. But it's also his teammate's girlfriend, so that creates a lot of drama. Uh, James Kahn is like the coach on his last legs. Like he's about to get fired if they don't have a good season. So then, jeez, Jacob, it I is thought a, maybe you're gonna talk about Waterboy or something. No, this I is, do, <laughs> do not have anything light on. Well, I do have something light, but yeah, this one and it has an infamous scene that actually you can only find in Hong Kong versions of the DVD because people were stupid and they were emulating it. Where the bunch of the players got drunk and decided the thing to do would be to go to the the highway and just lay in the middle of the street, like on the uh, the yellow lines, 
and they would just lay there and let the cars whiz by and have a good old time. So people were emulating this so much that the what? studio had I to go. I see many cars with their tires on the yellow lines. Yeah, I know. That was that became a problem because people were getting running run over left and right as wow. one would expect. People just can't help but be dumb. Oh. Gotta love them. Gotta love them anyway. <laughs> um, but the whole movie builds towards you know the big final game, like for all the marbles, everything comes down to this, and okay. it goes all sports, but it gets into all these topics. It's a one of those ones that you watch it again. From a filmmaking perspective, it's not great. But in terms of entertainment and just keeping your attention for the whole movie, it's a pretty good one to check out. So highly recommend if you got a couple, like an hour and a half. Okay, Jacob. Hand. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's hard to trust you. I watched Halloween 3 on your recommendation. Do you want me to start singing Silver Shamrock for you? No, Andrew was playing it yesterday because there was a 10-hour loop on YouTube. See? So that's what I had to deal it's with. Got, I tell you, Andrew liked the movie. You could tell because... That he, movie was stupid. I, you, did you not hear my description? But I you told also you said it was, it was like stupid good. It was kind of stupid stupid. It, well, I don't even understand the point of it. They anyway, were trying to kill half the people with... For just fun? Yeah. They're witches, man. They do evil stuff all the time. You don't right. hire robots. I mean, I'll try one of these mess. movies, but... You should watch, you should have watched hmm. Exodus 3. That's the better one. Yeah. There's always next year. All right. Can I talk about a football movie I saw that's famous? I insist. That I didn't like. Yeah, I insist. I didn't like it. Maybe you can tell me. It's more of a drama okay. than a football movie, in all fairness. But The Blind Side? Oh, boy. Yeah. The... the What's her name? Sandra Bullock. One. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Michael Orr, and then he is a homeless black teen. He's drifted in and out of the school system for years. And then Leanne, who's played by Sandra Bullock with crazy hair, and her husband, Sean, played by Tim McGraw. Are Boy, somebody, white. somebody needs to wear a hat all the time. Am I right? Man, I see why he wears that cowboy hat. No hair on that guy whatsoever. Oh, I don't even... I was I like, don't, oh, I don't Tim know. McGraw. The things you worry about. But they're white conservatives. They take him in, and then they eventually become his legal guardians, transforming his life and theirs. Um, he's So Michael, he's you know he's really big. He's tremendous size. He has protective instincts, so that make him kind of a real formidable force oh, on yeah. the football field. Um, and then he gets help with his new family, and he has a tutor, and he realizes his potential as a student and a football player. We all hold hands. We ride into the sunset. It is inspired by the true story, the book by Michael Lewis. Um, the book is called The Blind Side Evolution of a Game. Sandra Bullock won an Oscar for her performance. So everything about this sounds like it should be amazing. Why didn't I like it? Because it's a questionable premise to begin with, even it, though it's real life. Right. Like, it felt bad. Yeah, you just pick up a poor kid off the street, huh, and just have him come live with you? That's legal? It was a, I guess it was kind of like a whole white savior feel to it, mm -hmm. but I mean, it did happen and they did really transform his life, I'm assuming for the better. Well, I mean, he's a professional football player. He's won a Super Bowl, so it's, so he's... Uh, but there's something like I watched that movie and I definitely didn't leave being like, oh, I left and I was like, ooh, I feel kind of like yucks. Well, and you, I'm not sure why, so... Well, yeah, because like we just said, like it's a rough rough topic there and then the accents were a little weird what coming out i mean i'm happy that sandra bullock won an oscar because you know i do like her one of my favorite actresses but yeah but really do you think she deserved an oscar for that we should look up uh, no, and see I do who not, else actually. was up that year because it i mean it wasn't like the strongest performance but it there was you go people i think a lot of people love the movie so if you're like looking to you know split the bill here and get a little bit of football and a little bit of drama that's a good choice yeah i mean it's i didn't 
hate it. I wasn't like, this movie's terrible. I just was like, well, I didn't didn't get the same feeling as everyone else. Yeah, if you want to hear Sandra Bullock doing a bad Texas accent, this is your this is the movie now for you. Now you're going to get up and play that football. <laughs> Michael, Michael, come <laughs> over here and do this picture with us. Yeah, that's that's better. That's a great Sandra Bullock, actually. So there's that. Um, okay, why don't you do another one? And then yeah, I'll just rapid fire here for it because I got, you know, there's a million. Mine are terrible. I have like Jerry Maguire on here because I've only seen movies that are not really football movies. Oh, <laughs> like I mean, they're barely football films. It kind of is a football movie. <laughs> All right. Um, there's 1991's Necessary Roughness starring Scott Bakula, Jason Bateman and Hector Elizondo. Or a team wins a I national love championship. Scott Bakula. Everybody loves Scott Bakula. Okay. Um, where a football team gets caught after winning the national championship, paying their players, which is a big no-no at the time, even though it's kind of switching now. So then they get all their scholarships taken, and they have to Aww. field a team of nothing but actual students. Imagine that oh, at the yeah. school, and they are terrible. But this rogue misfit team comes together eventually and they always come together they make life. it seem really easy to teach people who are not good at sports to suddenly be very good at sports it's <laughs> pretty well they, actually that's the funny gimmick about this movie is that they are terrible but they get slightly better as the movie goes so that's kind of the way they work into it i also find it funny now where scott Bakula's movie is look is uh you know it's supposed to be this rickety broken down Guy can barely move. How is he even alive? Former college or former high school quarterback. Okay. And they make a point throughout the entire movie how old this guy is. He's 34 years old. He's two <laughs> years younger than I am in this movie. And he looks like Scott Bakula at 47 or something. Like, you look so old. And I'm like, is that how I look now? Like, my I mean, God. maybe I was watching Cheers a few years ago. And there was a moment in Cliff Clavin. It was his birthday. And he was like the same age as I was in that moment. And I was like, I'm the same age as Cliff Clavin? Did you, like, what? Did you literally fall to your knees and scream? Like, uh. I, li- I stopped what I was doing. It was like a moment where I stared at the TV screen. So now at this moment in time, I'm older than Cliff Clavin. That is that is a depressing thought. It doesn't feel good, but anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, check out Necessary Roughness. Go check out The Replacements as well. Keanu Reeves' movie where... Football goes on strike, so they have to find replacement players. And the seven, um, make seven up yours guy is in there. Um, it has Keanu Reeves. I'm gonna watch that. Oh, it has long hair, Keanu Reeves too. I'm comfortably gonna watch that. Yeah, so it's definitely another one to check out. You know what else I'm gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna open up these Sour Patch Kids that you, like you bought that? me. I knew you'd like them. It's, I, like, I am very affected by sour things, though, so the next things I say might be a little exactly tricky. how this show goes. That's how that's how we're such a good combo because you got me to put all your morning sourness. <laughs> all right, why don't you? I mean, we're pretty much out of time. Yeah. We've got more films. Mine are all garbage. I mean, so why to, don't you? We have to work on that and move to an hour or something, man. We always running out of time. It gets so frustrating. We could talk about a different format, maybe like in every other. Every other Friday, but an hour-long episode. Mm, something oh, okay. to think about. about. Oh, we'll talk about something to oh. oh, boy. I oh, see why that did one. I start with a green one? Okay, Jacob, plug, oh God, plug us up. so much pain. It's like I just punched her in the stomach <laughs> as soon as she put that. Did you go it's, for another one? It's so delicious. I don't. People with the Sour Patch Kids. Okay, so everything you hear on All Booked Up is going to be available at one of your local libraries. We have 37 branches all across Erie County. Stop on by, go to their corner where they have all of our materials, tell them you want the latest All Booked Up stuff, and they'll give it to you. It's not real. We also have a bookmobile that's driving around, so, you know, like I always say, flag it down as it's coming down your street. They'll throw books at you. It's going to be a good old time. It's also not real. (laughs) Stop by the library's website, www.buffalolib.org. Get some free books on 
on uh, Overdrive and find out where what kind of new stuff we have in a place request. Check out your account. Wow, that's actually that's actually true. Yeah, I actually made some real stuff in um, And don't forget to follow us on Twitter on at Twitter. All Booked Up Odd. This is usually the part Michelle does, but she is crying in pain at the moment. You are so sarcastic. delicious. So yeah, follow us at All Booked Up Pod on Twitter. You can chat with both of us right away. It'll be a good time, everybody. Tell us what football movies you like and what we missed. Yeah, we'll probably do another episode maybe next football season. Yeah. You don't know what we'll do. It's craziness. Who knows if we'll still be here? Of course we'll still be here. Mm, okay. Don't be a pessimist. Oof. The first game to be televised of football was between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Brooklyn Dodgers in, can you give me a year? You got a guess? Uh, 1923. 1939. God, I was close. There were approximately 500 television sets in New York that were able to play the game. As opposed to to the last Super Bowl had about 111 million viewers. Sounds about right. It's changed a bit. Did you know that the huddle was first used in the 1890s by quarterback Paul Hubbard, who was deaf? Oh. So Hubbard was concerned that the other teams could interpret his hand signals. So he brought his teammates into a round formation to call the plays so that they couldn't see. Oh. That's pretty cool, right? That's actually a really cool fact because I did not know that. I just figured it was something people did. Yeah, no. Nope. was actually a legit reason to do it. There is a legit reason. And now here are all the facts that I am more into because they're about food. All right. So obviously pizza and wings are the most popular Super Bowl snacks. Of course. But around 11 million pounds of chips are eaten on Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. About 4 million pounds of pretzels and 2.5 million pounds of nuts are eaten that day. Oh, okay. Do you also know I that- can't believe that many nuts made it onto the <laughs> this thing. This is a lot. I've it's- never gone to a Super Bowl party. I'm like, yo, where are them nuts Yo, where them cashews? <laughs> uh, also, the um, highest risk of uh, pizza delivery drivers being in car accidents. Well, well of course. It's like they're a really they're flying like all a over the city. Domin- um, they're having a Mad Max situation between Domino's and Pizza Hut going down the street. It's really true. Also, I love that antacid sales increased by 20% the day after the Super Bowl. That I 100% believe. <laughs> it's all them just like wings and nuts, wings and nuts. It's like, oh man, too much pepperoni. Also, additionally, 6% of Americans will call in sick the day after the Super Bowl. 6% really? You know what? That's Which one of those- Which is a large amount when you think of how many humans It's like here. everybody's got the Super Bowl flu. Like it's one of those things like, yeah. don't call it off the day Especially if you lost money, then you feel really bad. Also, according to the California Avocado Commission, which is a thing. Big time players. 12 million pounds of avocados will be purchased in the week leading up to the Super Bowl because on Super Bowl Sunday, Americans will eat 8 million pounds of guacamole. And people wonder why they're going extinct. That is a lot of guacamole to get burned. I had so many more stats about like toilet flushing because it tends to all happen at the same time during commercial breaks during the Super Bowl, which ends up being like some Niagara Falls like power of the amount of water. But anyway, regimen if you're working. I picked some other kind of sad ones. It takes about 600 cows to make one full season's worth of NFL football. That's only 16 cows? 600. Oh, that's still not that bad. No, and a cow, for for everyone who feels bad about that, it only has a 1 in like 17 million chance of becoming an NFL football that's used in the Super Bowl. It's like, go ahead, cow. You either get to be a football or you get to be an impossible whopper. Pick you, take your pick. The cow wouldn't be the impossible whopper. That's meatless. Now who's being naive? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And my last 
my last fact, which is why I don't really like football. The games usually last around three hours, but the ball is typically in play for 11 minutes. Yep, that's the rough part about football. Around 56% of the game on TV is devoted to replays. And guys walking around holding on their pants on their hips. Like guys on the sidelines. So it boring. But anyway, that is our football episode. And I will say, I hope that yesterday, I hope the Bills won. Go Bills. Let's go Bills. All right, everybody. Take it easy. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you.